Good afternoon, church. Good to be with you guys. Uh, The Lord has had us in a cool place as a church. You know, he's had us in this Missio Christi series for a while. And it's been an incredibly fruitful time for us as a church to try to discover from Scripture what it means that we've been sent as Christ was sent by the Father. In that same way, we are sent into the world. No matter what you do, no matter where you are as a Christian, you are a sent person by Jesus to accomplish his mission in that place. And as we've been trying to discover what that means, it's been powerful in our lives. It's been transformative for me. I've been radically shaken in the things that I value, the way that I spend money, the way that I interact with people, certain comforts that I'm holding on to. It's just been kicking my butt, quite frankly. I hope it has been for you as well. And as fruitful as that series has been, we've put it on hold right now, sort of at the beginning of the year, because in the last year, we've grown by over a thousand people as a church. So we're wanting to make sure that we're all on the same page with regards to who the church is and what we do. So we've started this new mini series. This is reality, theological, missional, relational. And last week we talked about being theological and what that means. The fact that who we are is determined by, shaped by, driven by Jesus Christ. Not necessarily culture, not necessarily the world, though we want to communicate with culture in the world, but we're shaped and formed and identified by and with Jesus. So, If you weren't here last week, you've got to get that teaching. It's required listening for everyone that calls reality home. So if this is your church, get that list, that, that teaching You get it for free on iTunes. You can get it for free on our website, get it for free today. Required listening for everyone that calls this their home. So we were in that big series. We took a break from the big series and we jumped into the mini series. And now we're taking a break from the mini series today. We're just all over the place. But the reason is because we need to, as the church, pay attention to interact with and participate in what's going on in Haiti. All of you guys are aware, I'm sure, what's going on in Haiti. I spent a lot of time this last week watching pictures and videos and reading reports from Haiti because as a Christian, I I want my heart to be burdened with what burdens God's heart. And it's really easy as Americans to insulate ourselves from some of the tragedies and difficulties and suffering of the world. It's really easy to do that. But as Christians, we have a great tool in the internet and the media because we could really connect with those tragedies. And we don't see tragedies the same way as the rest of the world. We're able to see Christ in them. We trust in his sovereignty. We're able to see his redemption and we're able to participate in his redemption. And we believe that Christ is on mission in Haiti right now. So as a church, it's necessary that we join with him. The scope and the magnitude of the tragedy is beyond comprehension. I checked the news again just before I came on stage, and the government has said officially that the death toll has reached over 150,000, and they believe that there are thousands more that are buried in uh, the rubble still. They have officially ceased the search and rescue efforts because the thought is it's been too long for anyone to be surviving in the rubble, but they're actually still pulling people out. Just yesterday, they pulled a man out who had been in there for 11 days and he's healthy and doing well today. So people are still being discovered by the grace of God, but pretty soon what's going to happen is that some of the organizations are going to pull out and CNN is going to pull out and Fox News and ABC and NBC and they're all going to pull out and, and, and it's going to start to fade away. When the rest of the world pulls out, the church really needs to pull in. Yeah. 
That's when we really need to rise up and take some ownership over what's going on there and be responsible because that's when long-term relational ministry is going to take place. And so we want to be involved. And we're thankful as a church that we have strategic long-term partners in Haiti through Child Hope International. They're an organization that uh, cares for orphans in that country and has done so for a while. They're doing a phenomenal job. We as a church are going to kind of try to purposely funnel all of our resources and effort and prayer and support toward them. That's where we can make, I think, the biggest impact as a church is partnering with them. So I want to show you a video now to kind of put a face on the organization for you so that we can partnership in a very meaningful way. So watch this. You could see, this is like the ghetto. This is like pigs and people at the same path. People have a really, really hard life. Kids suffer a lot. So like, you see on the street, kids are begging. Some of them can't even eat like one meal a day. Yeah, and there's seven kids in the family. They don't have any beds or anything here. They just sleep on the floor. Yeah. Uh, Haiti! I don't know where Haiti is. Haiti means, uh, I'm a girl, I'm a Haitian. There is a lot of violence in Haiti. They kill people, they set it on fire. I just remember one night kneeling beside my bed and just praying, asking God, what do you want me to do for Haiti? day on, I just felt like he put this really heavy burden on my heart to help the orphans of Haiti. What was in my heart at the time was I just felt like they just needed someone to love on them. You know, these kids just, they had no mommies and daddies and I just felt like they just needed someone to hold them and to love them and tell them that God loves them. I just felt like the Lord just changed my heart and really wanted me to build an orphanage and a hospital and a school and a church here. We just, we came. We have these kids now. I'm so excited he's brought us to Haiti now. And we have an orphanage here with 45 kids. Some, you came to us out of desperation, a family that couldn't feed this child and the child was sick and dying.
that's a little snapshot of Child Hope International and the stuff that they're dealing with and what they're involved in. Uh, as you saw in that video, about 200,000 orphans in that country and about 300,000 kids who are abandoned or in servitude, which is part of their cultural thing there. And uh, estimates are coming in now that after the disaster, that number may have risen to about 750,000 kids without parents or family connections. So it's just overwhelming. The the situation of poverty and violence that you see portrayed in this video is pre-earthquake. That's the way it was before the earthquake. So it's been horribly agitated and exacerbated, and it's a much more difficult situation now. We are really thankful to be partnered with Child Hope, and there's a few ways that we could partner. The first way is we're going to be looking to send people down there. We're going to put some teams together, get people on the ground to start doing some, um, you know, long-term relief of misery as other organizations are pulling out. We're going to focus that on the kids and the staff and the people of Child Hope. So some immediate sort of needs, some particular ones are we need men and women to go down and provide pastoral care. You have gifts of mercy, compassion, care. You just want to love on people who have been horribly hurt, who are confused and feeling lost, and you just want to shepherd them and love them. We need men and women who are willing to do that. The way that you can begin that process is we have tables set up for child help outside the building, outside the main doors. When you leave today, you could go and sign up and let them know what your passions and gifts are, and we'll start that process with you. We also need foremen. There's a lot of construction to do, obviously, a lot of rebuilding. If you have those skills, we need that. We need, in particular, masons to rebuild walls for security issues. We'll let you know more about that in a minute, so you could sign up for that today. That's your gifting, and get that process started and begin to pray. We need teachers. We've got those kids there, and we want to instruct those kids. We want to instruct them in the Lord, and we want to instruct them in basic living. So we need teachers. If you're a gifted teacher, if you're a teacher, if you've taught before, you want to teach, you are anointed by the Lord to teach, we want to get you down there if the Lord would lead. We also need activity and recreation directors. We've got a bunch of kids who have seen things that kids should never see. And many of them are sitting around bored and we want to give them some fun to take their minds off of the horror that is around them. So if you have those giftings, you know, you can organize kids into some fun things. We need to do that. We don't want them bored. All of you parents, you've had bored kids at home. You know that's a problem and a disaster in and of itself. So we want to get you down there if you can provide some fun for these kids. We need nanny and childcare type people. Particularly, we're looking for moms. Moms just have a certain heart, a certain touch, a certain love, a certain way given to them by the Lord that is needed with those children right now. So maybe you're dealing with empty nest syndrome. We've got a big, messy nest down there that needs you. So if you're a mom and you feel the nudge of the Holy Spirit, you can sign up today at the table and just start the process. It doesn't mean you're necessarily going, but get the ball rolling. We also need people who are security-oriented to organize and uh, staff and oversee security teams. Security is a huge issue in Haiti. It was previously, and it's even worse now. And so if your thing is uh, beating people up and guns and that kind of stuff, we need you in the body of Christ. (laughs) We need to get you down there. So if that's you, go sign up, and we'll start that process. And we need someone with great administrative gifts. We need an inventory controller, some people to oversee all the resources that are coming in, make sure they're inventory correctly, make sure they go out correctly in the way that is uh, most consistent with Christ and glorifies God and meets the most pressing needs. So we need your administrative gifts. So we'll be sending some teams down there, Lord willing, to be on the ground and do some significant ministry. If the Holy Spirit is nudging you, 
Go sign up and get that started today. Again, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going, but it will get the process going. Um, also donations. Now, obviously, there's a million and a half ways to give to Haiti right now. You can text your donations into the Red Cross and other people. Um, there's a good organization just started called Churches Helping Churches, started by some pastors we're connected with, and their heart is particularly to help churches rebuild in the aftermath, and so they'll be providing funds and resources to do that. That's a great organization. But as a church, we're kind of narrowing our focus to Child Hope International. We think that's where we could be most effective, and so you can donate. You can make your checks out to Reality and put Child Hope or Haiti in the um, memo and drop them off at the tables today, and we'll make sure that that money gets on the ground in Haiti, is responsibly used to relieve the ministry of children and do the ministry of Christ on the ground. The other thing that we can do and the most important thing that we could do and what we're hearing from people on the ground, the number one request is pray. The body of Christ needs to pray. We believe that prayer changes things. We believe that prayer changes situations and entire nations. So the church needs to rise up in prayer at this time. The church worldwide. We've been having prayer meetings at the church every night for the last week. We'll continue to do that at 7 p.m. But because we realize not everyone makes it to the prayer meeting, we're bringing the prayer meeting to you. So we're going to pray today. We need to understand that Jesus said, my house shall be a house of prayer for all the nations. Last week, we talked about the fact that we are theological. One of the components of being theological means that we are a people who pray. And so what the church does is respond to difficulties and tragedy with prayer, believing in this theology that that prayer really does change things. That's explicit in scripture from beginning to end, that God responds to prayer and that his people must be people of prayer. If we are going to be the church, we have got to be a people given to prayer. So today we are going to talk about the fact that we're missional. We're not going to talk about it. We're going to do it. We're going on mission in Haiti today through prayer. We're going to break up into small groups in a couple minutes and do that. I realize that for some of you, that's outside your comfort zone. I realize that some of you are here and you're non-Christians and we love the fact that you're here. You're welcome to pray with us and participate in that holy thing of communicating to God. We invite you to be a part of that. Even for many Christians, it's outside of their comfort zone to turn around in the seats to people they may or may not know and pray out loud over these intense needs. We get that, that that's uncomfortable, but here's the deal. In Christianity, comfort ceases to be the issue. It's not the issue anymore. We have come to the cross and the way of the cross is never about comfort. It's always about sacrificing for the good of others. And so as Christians, we always need to be sort of pushing the envelope on our comfort zones, always pushing back with those things that that keep us comfortable or make us uncomfortable, always expanding that because it's not about being comfortable. And if Christians, our goal is to be comfortable, then we're not going to be obedient. That can't be our goal. Our goal needs to be obedient. And we are to be a people of prayer. Jesus said, men ought always to pray and not lose heart. If you still feel uncomfortable about praying out loud, we really do understand that. But please think about how uncomfortable Haiti is right now. And let that encourage you to be a little bigger than yourself by the grace of God and pray. The first way that we're going to pray is very obvious. We're going to pray for the spiritual, emotional, and physical healing of the staff at Child Hope International, the orphans there, and the people in Haiti in general, okay? 
the staff there has suffered things and experienced things that the people shouldn't have to. They've had to amputate the limbs of children. They've seen children suffer and die right in front of them. They, they've dealt with horrific things. The children have seen things that children should never see. And all of Haiti has. So we need to pray for spiritual, emotional, and physical healing and comfort. The cool thing is that our God is a God of comfort. That's one of his attributes. It's one of his defining characteristics. Second Corinthians 1 says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in our affliction so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Just before I came on stage, I turned on Fox News real quick, and there was an interview with a voodoo priest. And the Fox News correspondent was saying to the voodoo priest, how is voodoo helping the people of Haiti? How is this spirituality assisting the people? What are you doing? And he said, well, at a time like this where the, the world is so shaken and the cosmos is so out of order, we don't dare approach those spirits. We don't dare ask them for anything or appeal to them on any level. We're, we're, we're terrified to do that. So what they're seeing, what they're confessing and recognizing is that their traditional religion is failing them at the moments of greatest need. They don't even feel that they can approach those spirits. What we have is a God who is approachable, who cares, who is near to the brokenhearted. Psalm 34, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Psalm 147, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. So as we're praying for comfort, we need to realize that God loves non-Christians as well. It would be a mistake for us to think he only wants to comfort Christians. He cares about the comfort of all of humanity. That is part of common grace, God's mercy in that way. But we can also pray that in their discomfort, as they're looking for comfort, the people would turn from voodoo to Jesus. Voodoo is failing them on a national level. And Jesus is being revealed on a national level. We've already heard reports of people who have seen the devastation, ran out of buildings and called on the name of Jesus to be saved. And so we believe that the spirit of God is on mission in Haiti, saving people. And we want to join with him. So pray for the eyes of those caught up in voodoo, for their eyes to be open to the glory of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ, for people to be radically and eternally saved and transformed and beautifully comforted by who God is. Pray for the comfort of the children and of the staff of that orphanage. So that's the first way that we'll pray. I'll be back in a couple minutes to redirect, but church, grab each other and let's pray. Okay, sorry to interrupt. I just want to make sure that we have time to cover another important need, and that's the security issue. As I said, security was uh, a difficulty there before. There's a lot of crime, and there's armed gangs that roam the streets and do what they want in that society, and it's gotten much worse since the tragedy. Last week, our compound at Child Hope was invaded by 20 armed men. And they wanted to take all the supplies that were there for the orphans. And thankfully, there was a security guard on duty who fired at them, and it chased them off, and we averted that. But security is going to continue 
to be an issue and, and places like Child Hope are going to be targeted because they're getting relief, they're getting supplies that the whole nation needs, criminals need it as well, but, but places like Child Hope are getting it. And so the, these are hardcore criminals, they don't care about the orphans, they want to come in and take it. So we're dealing with it um, <clears throat> on the natural level and the supernatural level. On the natural level, we've started a petition that we're giving to a congresswoman for military, uh, a military detail around the compound. So we're trying to get actual military on the ground protecting Child Hope and its relief supplies. More importantly, and, and by the way, I want you to all sign that petition, if you would. When you go out the doors, you can pick up a form letter and just put your name on there and sign that. That would be helpful to us. We think we'll be able to accomplish that. But more importantly, we want to deal with it spiritually. We're going to ask Jesus to put a hedge of protection around that place. You know, the walls are broken down, which is why we need masons to go there and rebuild the walls. Like Nehemiah went and rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem. We need people to go. But just like in Nehemiah, there's an enemy. And right now we're not building walls. So we need Jesus to be the wall around that place to put a head of protection. We're going to pray a shield of faith over the Child Hope compound. We're going to ask him to place warring angels around there like he's done throughout history to just kick butt on some criminals. And uh, we, believe, we believe that the Lord can do that. And yeah. just pray for salvation for the criminals, like the gnarliest guys who just yeah. get saved by Jesus. You know what I mean? And uh, I want to encourage us with Psalm 27. It says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. Whom shall I dread? When evildoers came upon me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and my enemies, they stumbled and fell. Though a host encamp against me, my heart will not fear. Though war arise against me, in spite of this, I shall be confident. So pray for the staff and the kids that they're secure by the work of Jesus Christ. A supernatural covering now. Pray that. There's a couple of pastors from Southern California, Dave and George, who are trying to get there that are connected with the orphanage and the staff working there and will be of tremendous benefit to minister to those needs. Um, and so they're, they're just having trouble getting there. We just need to pray them over there. We need a supernatural opening for them to get there and for others like that. And I really believe that God is calling people from this body with a particular gifts to get down there. So let's just be praying in general that whoever the Lord wants on the ground there, he would get them. And, and, and just supernatural. And let's pray that as, as a community here, we hear God's voice to, for who would go. You know what I mean? I think some of you in the service are going to be called to go, but you need to hear the Spirit say that. It can't be an emotional response. It's got to be a spiritual calling. So let's be praying for that. And then let's be praying for Bill and Suzette Manicero who are running the orphanage there. Obviously, they've seen and experienced things that are unspeakable. They need the Lord's strength. They need the Lord's grace. But they also need the Lord's help and that they're trying to currently adopt two Haitian children, Frankie, who is a girl, and Kenny. And they want to adopt these kids. They've been in the process for some time. But of course, you know, the, the local adoption agencies, so to speak, are affected by the earthquake too. So those processes are slowed down. We need them sped up because their natural children are going to be leaving Haiti soon, coming back to the States for some rest and to be safe. And they want to send uh, Frankie and Kenny along with them. So then there's also a whole lot of adoptions like that pending in Haiti. A lot of people from America adopt Haitian children. We have two kids here in our church from Haiti that are beautiful kids that have been adopted and they're here. And uh, so we need the Lord to expedite those adoptions that are of him and just for the Lord to connect kids with parents that will love them in every way possible. So let's pray for those specific things, the right people on the ground in the right place and the right kids placed in the right place. Let's pray that.